Hello, beautiful people. Hi, I'm Riley, and I'm your host. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm your co-host. So today is just going to be the start of this series that we do that we just kind of go through books of the Bible and just explain, like, what we think they mean to us and to Christianity as a whole. Uh, Today we are going to start in Ephesians 1, which is written by Paul the Apostle, and it's written to the saints of Ephesus. All right, and to start on Paul. Paul was a Christian for about 30 years, and he wrote Ephesians while he was in house arrest in Rome for preaching the gospel. He wrote these letters to the Ephesus church because he could obviously not visit the churches himself, and he, despite being in prison, people could still visit him and send these letters. And Ephesus, just a general location, is around the coast of Asia. Um, so if we want to get started in Ephesians um, 1, if you want to read yeah, verses 1 through 2. Alrighty. Ephesians 1, 1 through 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So really, as you can see, it's just a greeting to Ephesus. It is a very beautiful greeting. And I think that we should greet, like, obviously you don't have to be that formal, like, (laughs) grace and peace be to you, Ephesus. But, I mean, obviously it's how they spoke and it's very sweet and gentle and kind. And that's how we should always greet each other with kindness and joy and love in our hearts. I don't know, you said not to be formal, but I kind of want to text someone like this. <laughs> well, definitely. Go ahead and do that. No one's stopping you. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think that's all we can talk about. Yeah. The first part, so we'll move on. Sweet. So, and then, uh, then we go into Ephesians 3 through 14, if you all want to follow along. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as tongues by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of God, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise was the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I don't know about you, but that just makes me very happy. Because, and like all Ephesians is just so good because all it just talks about is just joy and good things and how, although we are not very good, Christ is and he chose us. And that just, well, and it tells us exactly how like we can 
become Christians. It's not like hidden in any way. He like this whole passage that I just read is just explaining how we were predestined, how we pre- were predestined like, to become Christians, and, and how, how to trust in Him and everything. Yeah, and how we didn't have to do anything. Like nothing that we did will ever amount to what He did. Right. Like we can't ever do anything that will ever be enough, no matter how hard you try. You're just gonna end up tired at the end of the day and just gonna have to go back to God and say, Hey God, I need you. And he'll be like, Yeah, I know. Relax. Yeah. He does that to me a lot. <laughs> and I love how just like even like in this time, I feel like it was really hard for people to understand that it wasn't just the Israelites to become become Christian. It's everyone. Yes. And Paul writes here, he's like, um, it says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of God, the gospel of your salvation. It's not, t- like, it, yes, he is talking to Ephesus, but also he's talking to anyone that's trusted mm-hmm. in him, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And a verse that I really liked was, I think, verse 4. And it was, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And that really just shows that how selfless like he is, you know, because he chose to come down to earth from heaven, which, you know, heaven is perfect. It's beyond paradise. It's so much more than we could ever imagine. There's no sin. There's no war. Exactly. It's just, it's just love. It's just joy, you know? And he chose to leave that to come down to us, to be dirt, to literally, well, because we, we were made from the, the dust yeah, of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he chose to experience everything that we go through, and yet he still remains blameless. He chose to stay away from his comfort to his peace and joy and come to save us because of his love that was predestined. That we, that we were predestined to be his children. Because although we are his creation, we chose to go against that and sin. Yeah. But because of his sacrifice, we are able to just be a part of that sonship through adoption. And it's very hard to understand and comprehend fully. But it's so beautiful that I don't really need to fully understand it sometimes. Right. I just need to believe. Yeah. And one thing that I wrote down when I was reading this is... Um, Christ is either your king or your judge. And so the reason this popped up into my head is like, so it says we have in verse seven, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. So basically like if we trust in that he died for us on the cross, then he forgives everything. But if we go through our lives and we don't really do that, like we don't really trust that Jesus saved us, Mm -hmm. then we get up there and he becomes our judge and he like shows us that it wasn't, we can't do anything to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only thing we can do is to trust him. Yes. Because on judgment day, everyone's going to be judged obviously. And, the devil's gonna be like, look at their sins, look at what they did, look at all this terrible stuff that they committed against you, God. Even though he's terrible and he's being a hypocrite, but yeah, <laughs> we all are hypocrites. Okay. Anyway, but um, 
was I trying to say? Yes. And then as long as you remain faithful to God and you trust in him and that you put your life and you gave it to him, he's going to look at the devil and say, go away. Her sins don't matter or his or her sins don't matter. They have been placed, they've been washed by my blood. Like, I don't see any sins. Like, J- Jesus will hand the Father um, his, what he did for us. And the Father will be like, okay, he or she is good. But as soon as you don't trust in God and you start to trust in yourself and take everything on for yourself. Wow, I'm being convicted right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to be God, quote, um, like be, you know, quotation marks God. And trying doing everything yourself, you're not letting God con- having control over your life. You're taking control, and that's not good because He loves you so much, and He does not want you to, to deal with that stress, that anxiety that the devil gives us. Not God. Anything that's stress related, anything that's bad, that just is heavy on your chest, that's not from God. That is from the devil, and He's trying to bring you down. But do not let Him, because He is definitely strong, but God is stronger. Yeah, that's very well put. Yeah. Do you have any other yes. thoughts on the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think it was verse 7. It was, uh, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of, of God's grace that he lavished on us. I just love that word lavished so much. <laughs> like, it it just, it's not like he, it's not like it's saying he's saying that he gave to us. But no, he lavished his grace, his love on us knowing that we would still go against him and lavish i don't know the direct um look it up okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i'm pretty sure it's just like overwhelming just wave of beautiful peace and goodness and joy that they gave up and here the definitions (laughs) so the definition is like very on point of what you're saying it's to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities on exactly and so guys we don't deserve his grace or love at all like we are so sinful no matter how much you want to deny it or not yeah we are born in sin exactly this is how it is like (laughs) lay the truth out there you can't try and prevent it you're you're gonna sin and yes sin is terrible and you want to try and stay far from it as you can flee from temptation flee from sin flee from the devil but God knows that we're that we are gonna mess up and that we're gonna make mistakes, and He says that that's okay because because of Jesus' cr- sacrifice, we are made new in Him, and He knows that He's He's gonna use those mistakes and turn them for for good, and use them to bring you even closer to Him, because God's gonna take what the devil meant for evil and turn it for good. Yeah, I love that. I think something about this too is like this is one of my favorite quotes is. Religion is people trying to get to God. But the Bible and Christianity is God coming to people. Like, he creates that path for us. We do not have to worry about climbing mountains or move. um, I think I meant moving mountains. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Moving mountains or creating oceans or anything. Like, God has already given us everything we need to follow him which exactly. is crazy like the bible like everything that we need is in the bible god wouldn't leave anything out and, and if he did it was for our good yeah. like we don't know things because we don't need to know them 
like we don't know the full capacity of, of just how big God is because we don't need to know that. If we did, it would be too much for our brains. Like the other night I was experiencing like how how big he is and like trying to comprehend it. And it was just like so much. And he was like, exactly. Like you can't comprehend, even if I just gave this little sliver, like you will never be able to comprehend it. And that's okay. You're not supposed to. Like that, That's not our job. Our job is not to know all of God. It's, it is to be faithful in every circumstance and to trust in him and know him as, as best as we can and as much as he allows yeah yeah and so yeah that's we need to understand that the forgiveness and the grace and the love that we don't deserve has already been given to us it has been lavished on us it has been the definition i definitely already forgot this <laughs> <laughs> it was bestowed in an extravagant quantity that we can never comprehend as i keep repeating but it's there's no words for it exactly <laughs> like i would try and describe it with what i'm thinking or what i'm feeling but i can't it's just it's not something that can be described it's something so much greater than i am which reminds me that i'm a part of something that is so much greater than me so that this life is not about me it's about him so everything that i do must honor him because of what he has done for me that I don't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to move on to the yeah. last portion of this chapter? Sure. Um, <clears throat> Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that, th that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the, in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills in everything in every way. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Dang. Okay. I So when I read through this, I verse 22 and 23 really spoke to me. They, um, because we look at the church sometimes and we think, all right, there's the pastor. He's the leader of the church. And you have the worship band, which like leads us in worship. And you have all the staff that, help us um, put all these, put ministry together and put um, just different activities that you can do at the church. But here in verse 22, it tells us um, that he should be over all things in the church. Mm -hmm. We should, when we're trying to implement new things in the church, it should be coming from a calling from God or we should talk to God about what it is before we 
implemented in the church. Yeah. Which I feel like is something in the modern day is we really need to work on. Yeah. Like if you've seen my recent reels on Instagram, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like, like going, because I feel like the church has just not talking specifically about my church or any church in general, but just the church overall of Christ has been taking a step back and wanting to focus on themselves, which that's not a bad thing, but like not trusting in God. And I feel like it's something that we've seen like in history in the past. Like when you look at like uh, the Roman Catholic church before the Protestant Reformation, they were building these extravagant churches, not to show Jesus's um, extravagance, but to show they had money, that they that they had, power, had this land. And they could do anything that they wanted. I feel like we're kind of going back there, not like building extravagant churches, but we're kind of like, oh, the church is better than everything else. Like, yes, it but, is, but like not in the way you think like christ is better than than yes yes and but the only way the church that can be the best it can be is to have jesus as the head of the church yes and not our staff yeah and the church is supposed to be like a hospital it's supposed to be a hospital for the weak for the injured for the people who are in need we are supposed to go to church because we are we are all in need of Christ's grace and peace and everything that he can offer. And the fact that he offers it is even amazing. But we're not supposed to go to church just to say that we go to church. Church isn't what makes us good. Christ is. Well, in churches, it, the body of Christ it, or the Holy Spirit is anywhere where two or more people have gathered mm-hmm. In his words. So the church can be you and a friend. The church can be hundreds of people coming together and worshiping God. But the church is not a place. The church is not the buildings that we've made. The church is the people. I almost, yeah, exactly. I almost want to go back to where church is outside. Because I feel like that is so much more meaningful. Like, obviously, if it's cold, like, (laughs) yeah. Go inside, but like in the summer, in the springtime, or even at night, just being outside and experiencing his full glory and not being in the AC, but being uncomfortable, being vulnerable to to each other and saying, I'm not really okay because it's okay to not be okay. God doesn't expect you to be okay all the time. And even if you are great, I'm so happy for you, but we need to be the people, the brothers brothers and sisters in Christ that other people n- who are in need need, you know? We need to be those lights for Christ and not to put them down and say, oh, you're fine, it's okay. I understand you're going through a lot, but right now I'm just trying to worship. Just be quiet, please, you know? Like, yeah. no, it's okay. Be open. Be vulnerable. Like, we really need to be vulnerable with each other right now. That's really important to God. 
yeah. to open up to each other and to and not even just being vulnerable but being vulnerable in a safe place where yeah you know the people that you're talking to are not going to judge you exactly you know that these people are going to love you just as god loves you mm-hmm. because that's what the body of christ is the body of christ is jesus in people yeah how many more times am i going to say that <laughs> <laughs> I repeated myself many times already. <laughs> um, but like the other day we were having a fasting worship night at my church and I was really upset and well, not like upset, like I was like upset at the world. I was, well, I mean, I was, but like <laughs> mainly I was just like crying cause I was so overwhelmed and I wasn't trusting God I, and I need to all the time. And so I just, they had like these prayer people who would pray over you and ask God to come upon you. And so I went to, per- I went to someone and she was, I just, as soon as, as soon as I saw her, I just started bawling. I was like, can you please pray for me for self-love and blah, 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 blah. I need this. Like, can you just pray for me, please? And she did. And half, I, <laughs> I feel bad because I really wasn't listening, but I was just so emotional. I was trying, it was just so hard because the devil doesn't want us to, hear what God has planned for us. He doesn't want us to know who we are in Christ. He does not want us to achieve our full potential in God. He wants us to think of ourselves as nobodies. I mean, we are nobodies, but we are brothers and sisters. We are daughters and sons of Christ. With Jesus, we are somebody. Exactly. Without God, we are literally dirt dust of the earth you know and but god said nope you come on home with me and i'm just so grateful for that grace and that love that he chose us that we are like the chosen like we are sent we were sent here as vessels to proclaim the mystery of christ why he died for our sins and why we are here today and i think that Although the devil is going to send many awful things to us to stop us, we cannot let that get in the way of what God wants us to do for him. This one, I swear, if they, if they can't hear me, I'm going to be so mad. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, do you have anything else? Um, yes. <laughs> Quite a bit. Every, every time I ask that question. <laughs> um, so... It says, I pray in verse 18, it says, I pray that that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. And just the eyes of your heart may be enlightened part. I'm kind of like, eyes of your heart, huh? What does that mean, you know? Well, it tells you, like, in the Bible that your heart is going to deceive you. Like, you should not Mm -hmm. follow your heart. But when... Jesus, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart, that's when you open the eyes of your heart. Yeah. Basically, it's, uh, at least how I interpret it, you're allowing yourself to finally see the world as God sees it. You are seeing how each person is created in such a beautiful way Mm -hmm. and how... God just loves everyone, mm-hmm. and he loves you. Yeah. And 
I think that it's really important that we know that our hearts, like our spiritual hearts, have eyes, that we need to live every day knowing that we need, that our hearts are pure and beautiful and that's how God created us and that we need to look for the good in everyone and the good in ourselves despite our sins and everyone else's sins and so that we may know as it says in the verse that we that we that we may know the hope to which he has called us the riches of his glorious inheritance so that we can experience the world as he once experienced it seeing the good and the just the joy and the love and everything even if you're looking at a trash can there can be really good things about that trash can that you, <laughs> that you didn't even know about it could have gone through so many things like just obviously don't overthink everything but just see the good and the pureness of course i don't want you to go and hug a trash can today i mean you can if you want to kudos to you but just to appreciate everything as it comes to you because you experience everything in this life because god wants you to to. so experience it in the way that he would want you to yeah yeah do you have anything because i have something (laughs) keep going (laughs) all right and so in the verse in the next verse it says and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. I just think that that verse is pretty great because it has so much fact into it. Paul, <laughs> I write a lot like Paul. Like I just try and pack everything into one sentence and hope that it makes sense. Yeah. And because like, I want to make sure that everything that I write is understandable. And I can see that he does some sort of the same thing where he's just trying to put so much wonderfulness and love and just facts, you know, straight facts <laughs> into this these sentences. And I'm just like, dang, his incomparably great power for us who believe. He, oh my gosh. That power is the same as a mighty strength. Like, God is omnipresent and omni-everything. Yeah. Like, I kind of forgot. I forgot the word, uh, but he is the same. He is the same as he. What is it? He was the same, like past, present, and future. Exactly. He yeah. Is <laughs> he's gonna be here forever? He, yeah. Like there, there is nothing changing about God. Exactly. He is which unchanging. Is so amazing in this day and age because. Everything is changing. Exactly. I mean, we are, what, two years into this crazy pandemic now, and our lives will never, never, never be, be normal again. Same. No. Mm-mm. Um, but that's okay. Honestly, that's okay. I'm, I'm so grateful for But it. what we can lean on is knowing that, sure, this world is going to change, but yeah. God isn't. God's still going to love us. He's not going to be like, oh, now you have to do this, this, and this to get to heaven. He's like, yeah. You you have the same. Exactly. You get you get there the same forever. I'm like okay, and I kind of want to talk about how it might be seen like how he changed his mind whenever like the Israelites were being unfaithful, yeah. but like he knew that was gonna happen, and that's why. And he knew that those laws were going to be broken. Well, he never, he didn't really change his mind. He no, yeah, I'm saying that he didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He like. 
when he's talking about that in that whole book, yeah. he the Israelites are unfaithful and they are they walk away from God. They shift their path. Yeah. Um another what? 40 it was it was 400 four, years. 400 years. And so wait, no, I thought it was 40. Oh yeah, I th- I thought she meant like the No, no, no. Yeah. It was 40, okay, 40 years. So, but eventually the Israelites did get to the promised land. Yeah. The Israelites made it to the place that God said that they were. It make didn't it. happen their way, but they did. Yeah. It didn't happen the way that they think that did. And the same thing with Jesus. Like Jesus yeah. was promised to the Jews. He was promised that he would come. And he'd be a mighty savior, a mighty warrior. Yeah. And everyone thought, oh, he's gonna save us from the Romans. Which that isn't how it happened, but he he didn't save us from the he didn't save them from the Romans. He saved everyone in the world from death. our greatest enemy, death. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, and I just... It isn't God who changes his mind. It's the fact... We don't properly see his yes. end goal. Exactly. And he gave us those commandments, like all those... And there's not just ten, there's a bunch. He gave us all of those... Just to, like, set up a foundation to be, like, broken. Like, he wanted us to see how broken we were so so that we could eventually see how much we needed Christ. Because, guys, we need God so much. Every day of my life. (laughs) Exactly. Every, Every single second. And we needed Christ's sacrifice in order to just know him. Without, without his sacrifice, nothing, like... I just, I, I, I don't even want to imagine what would happen. I, or what would I have no idea. I would be lost. I, I wouldn't even be here. Like, I, <laughs> that's really sad. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, I, I feel like, no, but for real, if it hadn't happened, it, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I mean, we've had this conversation before. I mean, yeah, there is, and we aren't the only ones. I mean, there's so many, in the Bible, you see, who was it that went to, was it Moses? What, what was it? Someone someone had depression in the Bible. I can't remember who it was. It was David. 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 Because mm-hmm. he wrote People. psalms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Moses wrote some psalms. Yeah, well. he did. But David, you see, like, he goes through depression. But David is someone that you look at in the Bible and you're like, this is a good Christian. Like, he followed the word of God. Yeah, but he... I mean, yes, yeah. he sinned, but yeah. he acknowledged those yeah. sins and yeah. God forgave him. And I think that, I mean, I'm glad he did that because I definitely I would not, like you said, I would not be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know if I, yeah, it's just a lot. It's crazy. <laughs> we live in a world. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get what you mean. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> And yes, yeah, maybe yes. <laughs> so I think in verse twenty-one, I don't know if I read this or not, but it says, "Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age but also in the one to come." Which I think it's important to remember 
<laughs> keep saying I think, but for real, it's important to know how it's obviously you don't you don't have to comprehend it, but you have to believe and know that God is He is the creator of the universe. He created everything that you know, whether you want to believe it or not. He created time and space. Exactly. He is outside of time. That is really, really hard to understand. And that's okay. We don't have to understand it. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to know anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, like, he, what, <laughs> like, everything that you're going through right now, like, in school, like, right now, I'm really stressed out, and I don't want to do anything, and I'm, I don't want to go back to school, and I don't want to do any work, and I know that there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are also suffering through maybe the, some similar things or completely different things, but we have to remember that the God of the universe, the God of everything, no matter how big you think that he is, he is a lot bigger than your problems and he is a lot bigger than you. He's a lot bigger than the ones that you love. He is so much grander and more powerful than your fears. But whatever your fear, whatever you don't want to admit to yourself that is a fear, he is greater than that. Whatever secrets you are keeping from yourself and from God, he knows them and he is greater than them. And he is wanting to, he's trying to tell you like, hey, I know those fears. Give them up to me. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. And know that it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable, and you're probably going to want to give up. <laughs> that's, that's not a very good combination. But to us, like, as humans, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it's all worth it when it comes to God. Yeah. Just to know him and to be in his presence is a, a blessing enough to, to fulfill us for our entire lives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, so this last part of the, or not the last part, but the part where it says, um, yeah, the last part of that verse, not only in this age, but also in that, which is to come. Yeah. Like he's writing this to Ephesus at this time. And I feel like one thing that people I hear a lot in the Christian community is, well, how do we know that? This still applies to today. Like they, there were things so different. Like there were slaves still in this time. I mean, they're still slaves now, um, just not here. Yeah. Um, but God does not encourage those things. And when you see Paul wrote here, he said it's like not only in this age, but also in which is to come. We know that right now. These things that Paul is telling to Ephesus, he's also telling to us because it applies to us now. Because this is what God told him to write. Yeah. It's crazy. And that, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, it's so weird because God, he, he was speaking to me the other night and he was saying, like, the things that you're reading right now might not be what you need right now, but in the future, it's, it's going to click. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. I didn't know that. And it's a good thing that you that you read these things in the Bible and that you experience these things so that you can look back on your life in, in the future and say, oh, my gosh, th this is what this means. I can learn from this mistake now. I know what to do because God used that 
for good. Yeah. Yeah. So everything has a purpose. Now, don't look into every single detail of every single moment. Like Right. But know that God is there and he's working in you. Exactly. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Like in Waymaker, the song, and of course <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> but he is, he never stops working. He's always. <laughs> keep quoting the song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he's always, he, he has never left your side. He, he is the faithful one. He is not obedient, obviously, because we have to be obedient. Well, he is obedient. Like, he, he, um, does, he, he gives us exactly what he wants us to do for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He leads by example, which is how we should lead in the church. (laughs) Tying it all around. Tying it all around. (laughs) Exactly. What was I saying about? I don't remember. Oh, no, it was supposed to be really good. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, and God doesn't ever leave our presence because there are a lot of times when I want to give up. Whenever, <laughs> like yesterday, I was really tired and I was like, today is a day of rest. And my mom was like, well, you still have to clean. And I was like, mom, I don't want to. But I did anyway because, you know, you have to obey your mom and dad. And commitment. <laughs> it was like, number five? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um... But I just, I did not want to dust the blinds because I hate dusting blinds. I hate it with passion. And if mom, you're listening, (laughs) I hate dusting blinds. Please stop making me dust blinds. Okay. Anyway, but in that moment, I was so frustrated. I almost started to cry a little bit. I was so mad because I hated dusting blinds and I just wanted to take a nap. I just wanted to be comfortable. I just wanted to lay down and do what I wanted to do. And in that moment, God was like, hey, that's not going to happen because this is what you need to do. And you're angry right now, and that's okay because I'm going to use it for good. And later that night, I realized whenever I was in a much better mood and I had eaten, (laughs) (laughs) I was a little angry. Um... But I realized, like, I, like, just because I'm uncomfortable and I'm not doing what I want to do doesn't mean that I'm going against God. It it doesn't mean that, wait, no, that's not what I want to say. No, just because I'm uncomfortable doesn't mean that God's not working in me. Like, he hasn't left me ever. He's still doing what he's supposed what he has planned even through the worst situations (laughs) which just yeah and the big thing about being a christian especially right now is we are not gonna we're not gonna be comfortable in this life this life is not to be comfortable we are gonna be persecuted we've been persecuted from the day christians were the what was it before when christianity Became a thing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think I think everyone got you. You're good. And he like we've been persecuted from then, we'll be persecuted now, we'll be persecuted on our futures. We are not Mm-mm. but right now is not to be comfortable. comfortable. No. Right now is to share the word of God yes. and to bring as many people as we can into yeah. his house. 
Yeah. And when we get to heaven, that's when we're comfortable. Exactly. We will be comfortable for eternity up there. Yes. More than comfortable. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're supposed to take joy in our uncomfortableness and our discipline. I think it was in Hebrews, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. But some verse in the Bible, probably Hebrews, it says to be joyous in your imperfections and your uh, disciplines and your hardships because God disciplines those he loves. He's not, he's, he's our father. Like a good father, he will discipline his child when needed. And no, no matter the kind of discipline, he's going to do what is right. He's not going to do what you think is right. He's not going to do what you feel comfortable with. He's not going to ask ask you like, "Hey, is this okay?" He's going to be like, "You're going you're just going to have to deal with this because I'm your father. I know what's best for you. And it's going to suck, but remember, I love you so much, and I'm doing this for your good. Just trust me. I love you." Amen, sister. <laughs> <sighs> Perfect. Okay. Alrighty. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you don't have anything else, then that's a wrap on today's episode, Ephesians 1. If you all want to see any more of us, um, we have an Instagram, which is... Let me pull it up real quick. We have it right here. Where we we post the verse of the day on it. Um, Every day we have some reels going on it, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so you can find us at faith.on.fire.underscore. <laughs> and then we also have a TikTok. It's around the same thing. It's faith, all, all lowercase, faith, underscore, on, underscore, fire. And then we also have a website that you guys can visit um, where you can post any prayer requests you guys might have or just share any praises or just anything with us. Um, and it's bit.ly slash capital F. For faith, capital O for on, and capital F for fire. And we, we'll also post these in the bio um, for this episode. Yes. And then can I say a quick prayer just to say goodbye? Yeah. God, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for speaking through Riley and I today. I pray that this message just touches someone's heart and it speaks to someone. God, like you please continue to use us as your vessels and you please just bless us and have your mercy on us and forgive us for our sins. We repent and we pray that everyone who comes in contact with this message may be moved in some way and that you may change their lives in an amazing, beautiful way that they will never expect. God, thank you so much for today and please continue to guide us and be within us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And so, uh, I hope y'all have an absolutely blessed day. And Jesus loves you.